So last Thursday, I was at the March for Life here in Ottawa. How many of you attended the March for Life? Wow, okay, good number of people uh, who attended. And um, I try to attend the, the March for Life, especially when I'm here in Ottawa. Of course, for the past two years, I think they didn't have any March for Life because of COVID. Uh, but when I'm here, I try to, to attend the March for Life. And um, one thing that I notice is that there's a pro-choice group there who would also be in the, the, uh, be in, be in the parliament there. And I notice that every year, their numbers are getting bigger, bigger, and bigger. They're also getting louder and louder and louder. And I remember in the past, whenever I would see this pro-choice group, there's something in me that really gets upset, that at the back of my mind, I would judge them. I don't know about what happened this year. I think I'm starting to have the Father's heart because instead of judgment and condemnation, I felt compassion towards them. It, and I was like thinking, well, what do I expect? These people have not encountered the Lord in a very personal way. They haven't experienced the power of the Holy Spirit that would convict them in the truth and lead them to the truth. So what do I expect? So instead of judgment, condemnation, I felt compassion. And I just started to pray for them. Okay? And we're living in a very relativistic world right now, wherein I could have my own truth and you could have your own truth. And we no longer live in a world where there is objective truth. That's why the truth that they believe in is that abortion is a right. Abortion is healthcare. My body, my choice. That's the truth that they are believing in. Okay? And, and I, 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 I could really see, I could foresee that there's going to be a head-on collision that will happen. If it's not happening right now, I'm sure it's going to happen in the future. Okay? And if there's going to be a head-on collision, and if the government would pick a side, who, whose side will they pick on? The pro-choice. They will side with the pro-choice. That's why, for me, uh, I'm not surprised if in the future, the government would enact laws that will go against this information. Wherein, if you say, an, say something that is against their version of truth, it's going to be disinformation. Okay? Now, let's say when we say abortion is sin, that's disinformation. Or anything that we say against LGBTQ, same-sex marriage, in vitro fertilization, all those things. Now, I say this with great compassion. I've preached about how mercy meets our misery, how Jesus does not condemn the sinner, but condemns the sin. So what will happen? If we are, not, if we are saying something that is not in line with what they're saying, they could easily silence us. And what's their way of silencing us? 
okay? They could, they could charge us with a, a, a hefty fine. They could, they, we could lose our job, okay? They could, they could freeze our bank account. That's why I'm thinking of having a piggy bank. <laughs> Put my loony and toony there, at least with my piggy bank, the government could not freeze it, right? I would still have some money, right? You could put into prison. This is the ways wherein the government could silence us, could cancel us. That's the term right now. People are being canceled because they are standing up for the truth. And when we experience that, there's going to be persecution. There's going to be persecution. Okay? And that's why in our first scene today, the, the, the apostles, they were preaching about the truth that Jesus has risen from the dead. They're preaching about repentance and the forgiveness of sin. The Roman authorities doesn't want that because the Roman authorities is promoting the truth that the apostles stole the body of Jesus. If Jesus rose from the dead, then it means that Jesus is really the Son of God. Jewish leaders would not like that. That's why they're out to persecute. They're out to silence. The apostles, if there were social media during that time, the apostles, they couldn't tweet about the truth about Jesus Christ. It will be taken out. They will be silenced. They will be prosecuted. That's why in, a, in our first sitting today, the, the apostles was able to say, it is through many true tribulations that you will enter the kingdom of God. In the translation, in our first reading, it says, through many persecutions, through many trials, through many sufferings that you will enter heaven, the kingdom of God. And, uh, and th th that's why there's a spiritual battle going on. If you become a Christian, you signed up for this, that you're going to fight for your king. We're in this spiritual battle. Unfortunately, many Christians, they're not aware that they're in a ba battle that when they board a ship, they think that they're boarding a cruise ship instead of a battleship. Do you know of Christians like that? That they're just boarding a cruise ship? They're just, we're, we're on a cruise, just on a cruise, just enjoying life. Many Christians are falling into that. They, didn't, they, they don't know that they're in a spiritual battle. St. Boniface talked about church being the great battleship. Okay? St. Boniface said, in her voyage across the ocean of this world, the church is like a great ship, battleship, being pounded by the waves of life's different stresses. If you experience persecution, okay, you will experience a lot of stresses. Our duty is not to abandon ship, but to keep her on her course. That's why I preach about stay the course. Despite persecution, okay? Don't jump ship. And the thing is, because if we jump ship, what will happen is that we're just going to rely on, on lifeboats, right? Those emergency boats, small ones. If you use that in the ocean, you could easily flip and drown. And persecution is going to be part of our journey. Jesus said that in Matthew chapter 10, verse 22. You will be hated by everyone 
because of my name. But the one who perseveres to the very end will be safe. Now, I'd just like to share with you three ways in order to persevere to the very end. And I preach to myself because I know, I know, I know myself, I know my weakness. I know I will be tempted to jump ship, to deny the faith when I'm experiencing all this persecution. So I came up with three ways in order to persevere to the very end. The first one is to seek refuge in Mary, who is the star of the sea, okay? I don't know if you've traveled um, where there's a port. If you see there, like in Montreal, if you go to Montreal, um, there's a church there that is um, facing the sea. And as you know, in, 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 in back in the olden times, there was no airplane. People would travel by boats for several weeks, weeks cross through the ocean where it's very dangerous. And at that time, of course, the technology wasn't that great. You know, you could easily get shipwrecked and drown and die. That's why they would always pray to Mary, who is the star of the sea, for a safe voyage so that they will not experience shipwreck, drown, and be able to arrive at their destination. And then when they arrive at destination, there's great thanksgiving to Mary, who is the star of the sea. St. Jose Maria Escriba said this, There is no storm that can shipwreck the most sweet heart of Mary. When you see the squall coming, if you seek safety in the find refuge that is Mary, there will be no danger of your being hurled off course going down. Okay, that's why we need to stay close to Mary. I encourage you to consecrate yourselves uh, to Mary. And let's say out of weakness, out of fear, let's, and then you jump ship. You abandon the faith. You deny the Lord because that could happen. It could happen to me. It could happen to you. What if we jump ship? What if we deny the faith like Peter? Peter denied Jesus three times. And then we, we jump ship. We started to drown. We have to recourse to our lifeguard. Do you know that our lifeguard walks on water? Do you know that our lifeguard walks on water? Okay? Even if we jump ship, even if we deny the faith, if we repent, if we ask for forgiveness, the Lord will raise us up. That's his promise. Okay? And, and I foresee myself like Peter, right? Like, so long as I fix my eyes on Jesus, I could walk on water. But if I start looking at the winds, the strong winds and the strong waves, and I start to feel afraid, that's where I start to drown. Okay? That's why we need to turn to our lifeguard. Jesus said this in Revelation chapter 3, verse 10, Because you have kept my commandment to persevere, I also will keep you from the hour of trial, which shall come upon the whole world. In our gospel today, Jesus was talking about the hour that he needs to depart from this world so that he will go to the Father. Jesus was talking about the hour wherein he would suffer and die on the cross. And he's saying this, that we will also experience this hour, this hour of trial, this hour of persecution. 
Jesus said, if they persecute me, they will persecute you. But the promise is if we persevere, he says that he will keep us from the hour of trial, that he will protect us, that even if the government would freeze our bank account, that the Lord will provide. Okay? It says here, I also will keep you from the hour of trial which shall come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. It's a time of testing. The Lord is going to test us. Do we really love Him? Do we, are we going to abide by His teachings, by His truth? Because truth is not an idea. Truth is a person of Jesus Christ. He says that, right? I am the way, the truth, and the life. Okay? So, so the third way that will help us persevere is to fix our eyes in heaven. Okay? For the past few homilies, Father Mark has been preaching about heaven, right? And he, he would do an excellent job of describing to us what heaven is. Are, are you excited about heaven? <laughs> Are you excited about heaven? Good. Okay. Fix our gaze in heaven. Of course, Father Mark won't, won't be able to, to give us like a perfect description of heaven. It's beyond our imagination. Okay? But fix our eyes on heaven. That, that no matter what ex- suffering or trials that we will go through, it's the, the, the trials that we will go through is temporary compared to the eternal happiness that we will experience in heaven. In our second reading today, from Revelation chapter 21, verse 4, it says there, And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither there shall be any more pain, for the former things are past away. When we have we fix our eyes on heaven, we have that vision, and we begin with the end in mind. That yes, we will go through suffering. Yes, we will go through trial. But it's been, it's been said already. It is through many trials that we will go to heaven. So, as Christians, we signed up for the spiritual battle. We're in this battleship, the church. And, this, you know, as we go through persecutions and trials, there's always a temptation to jump ship. But let's, let's turn. Let's turn to Mary. Let's find our refuge in Mary, who is the star of the sea. Let's turn to Jesus, who is our lifeguard, who walks on water. And let's fix our gaze in heaven. And by doing that, we will avoid the danger of being shipwrecked and drowned. And by doing that, Jesus and Mary will be able to bring us safely to our eternal place in heaven.